0: Hello, snowbirds, and welcome back to another episode of the Carnival of Randomness. Today, I want to get philosophical for a moment. Many people think that it was Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, it is not about the journey, it is the destination. Actually, the what he wrote was actually, life is a journey, not a destination. But regardless of that, I say, bullshit, it's not about the journey, because the journey is simply a waste of time before you get where you're going. So today... We're going to be talking about strange destinations, because we can't do anything normally. With me once again on the Carnival is Rob. Hi, hey, and we've gone around on the
1: USS Her Majesty's Royal Rando ship and traveled a lot around the world, like Popeye the Sailor would say. Who, didn't think his first cartoon was out, like, actually in January? Uh,
0: Mid-January was the first time the Popeye cartoon ever appeared in comics. I and am what I am, so he was a... Sweet potato. Yes. Or tuber, as it were. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking destinations that are a little more out of the way. Not your normal touristy things, the stuff you'd see commercials but also for. some that are just kind of
1: quirky. Maybe they're not fun. I know you hate that word, but different. I mean, yeah, they might unusual. not be far away. They might be something that you should really get to around here or wherever you live, yeah. if you dare. Well, what would you like to kick us off with? I'm actually going to say, how many times have you been to a country that hasn't been, that isn't there anymore? Um... Right now, none. All the countries I've ever been to are still there. I managed to go to the USSR just before it fell, and I don't know if I had anything to do with that. Ooh. I was there in January of 1990, well, it fell. just did before the it Gulf up? War. And the idea of going to this country is, I was big studier of Russia. My friends on our Talking Smart episodes, they also did that with me. And it was one of those things to go there, and really it is like a different world. Imagine going to plane number one out of Aeroflot, was something out of a pilot trying to out- outrun Indiana Jones? It was this old guy looked like a MiG fighter from World War Two? It probably was. Bounce off the runway, get there, and there are soldiers with machine guns. Now, have you well, been to free. Russia
0: since? No. Okay. Well, there goes since, that question. Since it's been Russia. Yeah, because I was going to ask what how different it is it? Didn't you swipe? Okay, it's uh, safe now. But what happens down the, there? Not to forget the statute of limitations. The country. But isn't you go there, there and you immediately
1: think, okay, this is different. And then one idiot in our group packaged a bunch of granola bars in tinfoil. Oh, no. Nice. He got pulled aside. I got pulled aside for no reason. But I guess they just needed to intimidate you. Well, and they did that. But when I was in Moscow, I actually stole the Russian flag that I still have stuffed it in my suitcase. And then I think I could have done time at gulag. But there was always it always stands out to me as the year of two Christmases, because we were there in January. And remember over there okay, this was the time with Gorbachev, so technically they were an atheist country, but they sort of looked the other way. So they had the Feast of the Epiphany and our hotel was right off the Baltic and you could see these big icebreakers in the distance. But all the people would take their children out on the Baltic on Christmas morning. And it was two Christmases really for me. Well, that's true because they have Orthodox Christmas then, which is usually
0: in January. This plus is part the of piece the epiphany.
1: Going to after that Warsaw, went on the train. They have to stop to change the tracks because back in the day, Russia would when they were allied with the Nazi Germany, they would take in. But then when they turned on them, they would see their trains go, and then Germans drive them back and invade. So now they have to change the tracks at the border. Weird. But it's just being, it's that idea of being in a different world. Like, if you're from here, you'll end up going there and saying, wow, I love the U.S. It's just completely different. And it's one of those situations
0: where you get in where you just do feel like an alien. Well, and that's, you hear the term culture shock a lot, and that really is culture shock. Because you go to a place that's, well, especially like going to the the former Soviet Union, just how many polar opposites... It is of the U.S. And then it's one of the things is you always find the people are very friendly. Well, that's that's what I've heard from several people in several documentary And the thing we went shows. To Arbat
1: Street in Moscow, which is this big open market, and one of the funniest, awkward things is I'm trying to talk to him. Neither of us could speak the language, the other language. We're trying to do this. And one of the big things is buying good chess sets there. Because you know how big chess is and. Oh, very much. And they had some really nice chess sets. And then everybody's trying to get pictures with soldiers because they're, they're all around. Yeah. But then one of the things, when we were in Helsinki, they were having the battle for who owned Santa Claus. And we should have talked to him about this before. Nobody owns
0: Santa Claus. But you they had Sweden
1: can't. and Helsinki were both claiming to be. And that was another world, too. When you land in Finland <laughs> at the airport, you look out and you go, wow, this is just different. Yeah. But it's that otherness. It's, you don't really feel that. It's
0: hard to describe unless you've been to one of these countries. And I have to admit, I'm sadly not very well-traveled yet. I mean, I've been to a few places, but there's a lot of places on my list of countries I'd like to see and things I'd want to well, see there. Well, I think there.
1: in terms of travel, one of the things I wanted to say is there's a saying, Neil Gaiman said this. There's an old saying in England, "In England, 200 miles is a long way, in America,
0: 200 years is a long time. Well, and, uh, you, you hear from your Europeans especially, they say, why don't Americans travel more? What they don't realize is that in the time it takes them to drive from, let's say, England to France, we're still in one state. Yeah,
1: and that actually brings a segue to some other little things. Oh, boy. That back when I used to live in Washington, we never took to go down their 360 or whatever it is, the one we have been on to go to Syracuse. Whatever the road is there. You can go all the way on the throughway. You can just drive. It's like 12 oh, hours. I've already yeah, okay. went down. I think it was 81. Yeah, it was
0: 81. It was 81. And, and I
1: would go down there. And the thing was, here again is exploring the country. It was one of those things. You end up going through here, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Yeah, down and the, you the see coastline the, there. This is literally what Neil Gaiman meant, where he said, in America, if you look somewhere, you'll find
0: it. The giant ball of string. I right. saw a giant ball of string. You saw a giant ball, but it was it the giant ball? Because I think there's the American... They put out these roadside attraction And guides. there's
1: these other things where... If you've ever seen them, have you ever seen these? I came upon a reptile house. You find them like um, in small town America. You go through there. And I also went by Gettysburg. Well,
0: Gettysburg is an interesting place. Yep. But now, I know recently I drove from... Just outside of Disneyland, all the way back up to Rochester. Took me two days, and I went, basically took the direct route right up the coastline, but still drove through some interesting towns. And the one thing I love about driving through small towns is seeing the names of the businesses. Because you always see some, like, we were driving somewhere and we saw an abattoir that was so-called an abattoir. How the hell often do you see those anymore? Yeah, aren't they down for the heart of the Hamlin Screen Fest? Remember it, that one? I think yeah there was we went down the road when we did the Hamlin Screen Fest. There was an abattoir. Yeah, there was an abattoir. I've seen abattoirs, booteries, hatteries. Well one of my weird I'm still waiting to see a, an actual still named Haberdasher. I don't think I've ever seen
1: one. I know we had them here. Yeah. But tell us that there is one. Yeah, if it's, there if
0: there is a hattery or a bootery nearby, please. Let us know on social media. Then there are those kind of places
1: it. where I went to Weedsport with my friend Michaela one time. She was playing at a show, and we went down to Broken Arrow Ranch, which is where Neil Young and Crazy Horse recorded. Mm. And this was a weird drive going to Weedsport where you need a GPS and you get those no roads. We went by a prison, but on the way home, we see a place. It's called Big Johnson's. Oh, boy. And this is just. One of those crazy things that it goes along the line. We Fox Forty Five, who we had on here, we went to a show in Ithaca. So again, you know how those roads are.
0: Well, and I the, mean, how how many of those roads do they just give up to the winter and just say we'll see you in we'll see you in the spring? And The place
1: down there was like this weird place called the Haunt, and it was really strange on this back road. But coming home was the, the part of the story I'm getting to. We're going home. It's late at night, and there's these weird lights out here. So I'm wondering, oh, is this going to be for a different episode? It's a UFO encounter or something. These weird, weird lights. I mean, look, it's an Amish little Amish pulley, little thing oh, with, the, with the horses. With the, they make them the, wear, the, do the lights now. Do they have to battery operate them or oh, something? Okay,
0: because I know in Pennsylvania you see them, they just have the reflectors yeah. on the back. I didn't know they had to have lights now, which makes sense. I mean, it is for their safety but as it's, well as yours. it's weird, I mean, seeing them in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. Have you ever had any interaction with the Amish
1: Yes, because they're, very, they're very nice people, Yes, yeah, so, the mean, Amish, not the men my Mennonites. friends grows actually Pennsylvania Dutch, but also the Ohio ones really, more by mm. by Walworth because I have friends who live there. And the thing about them, they're spoiled because they won't, the produce is
0: so good they can't find anything. Like when they come here or anything, it's, oh, this is good? No, compared yeah. to the Amish. Well, because I was, speaking of weird destinations, I'm in middle of nowhere Pennsylvania at a gigantic flea market. It's called the Flea Teak. I think it was the fleet take, or was it a different one? Regardless, I'm walking through, and there was a, l- a couple Amish stands had set up to sell quilts, furniture, this and that. And I'm walking by, I see two probably teenage girls, probably fresh back off Rumspringa, speaking Pennsylvania Dutch, and I'd never actually heard the language spoken before. It was quite interesting. It was very Germanic, very old, like old English meets old German kind of thing. Very guttural, but it was still fascinating to listen to.
1: Yeah, you know what? Also, they have good. If you ever can get their moon pies, <laughs> sometimes they <clears throat> pop up at the public market, the Amish. And, or is it Amish? Or,
0: I think that's just how people think they pronounce it. I've always just said Amish. Is
1: Pennsylvania Dutch? Is that a misnomer, too? Well,
0: they called them Pennsylvania Dutch because it was a bastardization of Deutsch, because they're actually German. They're not Dutch. From. You know the Netherlands, and it's actually rather insulting to call them Dutchmen. And the other,
1: the other thing I was going to talk about, since you talked about being in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, I'm thinking of weird themes for places. And I this is a thing for Pennsylvania. When I was in Philadelphia, there was a llama restaurant. Hey, all, Everything was llamas. It was like the wall. There were paintings all over. They oh, llamas. I thought I thought they served llamas. No, they weren't. They did not serve llamas. Was but that say, whole I, motif. I've eaten llama jerky.
0: But the thing I was going to say, what are those Lizardville restaurants in Ohio? Well, that's just, it's a chain of local bars and eateries. I'd say more, you know, bar types. The Winking Lizard and their subsequent spinoff, Lizardville. Cousin Opie, who will be on eventually. We go to them whenever I'm in town there. And, you know, they just got a big-ass... I what kind think, of lizard was it? You were you saw it. It looked like it was just a I, big iguana or Yeah, it was one of those things where I
1: figure it's like a weird cult trying to take over the world. N- well, no. Never mind. That's for a different episode. And that's the thing about that too, is I've never seen them anywhere else. That's no. I guess the
0: the idea of these these you locations. Get these, these regional chains are very local chains. Yeah. And sometimes they pop around, sometimes they don't. Well, I um you know me, every year I go to Las Vegas with our sponsor and the war hero that was in a while ago. There's some weird shit in Las Vegas. No, I won't believe that one. I mean, we always try to go to some sort of museum, and I'm talking weird destinations that I've been to. There's the Mob Museum, so everything mafioso. The Atomic Testing Museum, so people of the Uh, older generation who remember the duck and cover drills to save your ass from the nuclear blast. They had all that stuff there, all the propaganda posters. The jerky place. Yeah, the beef jerky store right off Fremont Street, which I always go to. The Pinball Museum. Pinball Hall of Fame. I think, sadly, the Liberace Museum closed down. Oh, no. With the candelabra break or something? I, I don't know. Because remember,
1: I, there was a Houdini Museum right in Niagara Falls. Yeah, but it, burned it burned down burned and they down. never
0: rebuilt it. But then you went to Roswell, didn't you? Oh, God, yeah, that was part of the trip. I went with the Boy Scouts in 1997. So it just happened to be the 50th anniversary and we were in Roswell, New Mexico. The fiftieth anniversary of the alien crash, and I still had I had the shirt up until very recently. Good old Ralph, the Roswell alien life form, and I went to the International UFO Museum. So if that's something that tickles you, get out to Roswell, check out the museum, but avoid years with a that ended a seven and a two because the hotels are booked for a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, we're in off.
1: Like for now, it's the seventy-first. The seventy-second would be this year
0: uh 76 yes 72nd so you're fairly safe yeah i would say unless it's a big anniversary but uh, apparently when we were there during the 50th they were saying that hotels have been booked for sometimes even upwards of a i think a year it's amazing that aliens and cryptozoological creatures make for good tourist attractions because It's, it's different and that's the idea here too that's that's it. It's it's different. It's weird. It's not like hey, come look looking another, another cathedral. Another odd one like that's right around here in
1: Chittenango. That's actually the birthplace of El Frank Baum for the Wizard of Oz. And every year they have their Oz Fest. They've had the last remaining munchies, but it turns into Oz down there. It's
0: amazing. I've heard. I you've told me about it. I've never been, and, and there's something guess I need to go see. The story
1: goes that he came up with Oz because he didn't think he couldn't think of a name, and he looked at a filing was, cabinet and it said. O to Z. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say I'd heard that, you know, the old A to M, A to N O to Z. And It is very strange.
1: It's one of those weird little festivals like around here, like the Sauerkraut Festival. Well,
0: well, that was another thing. I love those local festivals. Uh Lions, New York has its peppermint days. Um I can't remember who had the potato mashed potato wrestling. I think that may have been Clyde. But that was yeah, they had it a, was? a wrestling ring and they would have mashed potato wrestling. You know the sauerkraut festival is what? It's in Phelps. Phelps, I know that. Phelps. That's right. But when I was growing up, the town, uh, the town outside of Pittsburgh I grew up in had a strawberry festival. Don't know why. Cause... There's a lot of them around here. I know yeah. that, like by, like Auburn or isn't Al- there an onion festival?
1: Yeah, there's an onion festival.
0: Can't remember where what that is, is the is.
1: weirdest festival you've ever seen out there. I'd that I've been to or heard about. Or anybody out here, send us a line about what's the one. Well, week... I
0: mean I've, you hear about the ones out in the out in the west, the Rocky Mountain Oyster Festivals. They have the rattlesnake things, which yeah, I don't rattlesnake go festivals near,
1: which is scary because I remember actually many, many years ago when I was a kid, running into a guy who worked at Kodak, he just started talking to us. Turned out he was part of this group that did that and they got devenomized. They just go grab him and get bit under rocks. No thanks. It's like I don't think I'd rather even if you
0: are immune to it, it's still going to hurt like
1: yeah, hell. Yeah, I know. It's like they still bite.
0: There was, uh, I think probably out in, what, Gilroy, California, they probably have the gar- a garlic festival. Yeah. I would make an assumption at least. Yeah, they do. I know they have one. Yeah.
1: Another one I was going to go on to is some places that you've heard of them, but they're interesting. And I still consider them weird, odd, in my own opinion. One of them is Madame Tussauds Wax Museum in London. Yeah. Actually... I, I've heard i heard mixed things about it. Decided when I was there to go to it, and you have to wait an hour in line, which I hate. Right. But you get in there, and I really liked it in a way because it's a weird, it's something different. It's almost like going back to the old Hippodrome carnies. Well, you go yeah, in yeah, the
0: days of the actual the sideshow attractions, and, and
1: not only do you have that, but you also have like with the Tower of London, you have a scary little part, like almost the Tower of London part. You have a little ride at the end. I I remember,
0: I think I went to, because they, they kind of franchise them, don't they? They're in
1: Toronto. There's one yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, they're in Toronto.
0: I think years ago I went to the one in Toronto, and I remember, like, the the, the dungeon set up. It in was a, different. And a little irony of that, back for when they had the five
1: doctors, Tom Baker, for whatever reason, there's many theories, didn't want to do it. So there's a picture. Look closely if you ever see the five doctors' picture, because they took his Madame Tussauds picture.
0: That's what they used. I wonder. I wonder where... This is something I have to look up, or if somebody knows, please tell me. What what the hell was the point of a wax museum? Like, where did where the whole
1: horror movies maybe? Like, where
0: did the whole thing come from? Because you always go back to the what uh, House of Wax, nineteen was it? Nineteen something. 1955. It was the
1: first. No, wasn't the first three D movie creature
0: from Black Lagoon was. Yeah, with Vincent. Yeah, with the overly dramatic. I remember like the paddle. Yeah. Paddle,
1: but I don't know where it started. That'd yeah, be something just... to research and talk about sometime Yeah, because
0: I just thought of that. You don't often think of wax museums, and really,
1: why would you? But then you have all kinds of weird museums for destinations. Oh god! Obviously, we have the Corning, but you have the stained glass museum in Chicago. It's
0: very small. It was at the uh, the Navy Pier, and there's just this tiny little. It, it's It was the only free thing at the goddamn Navy Pier. And it was the most interesting thing there because I love stained glass. It was a just old school, like sometimes a couple hundred years old, just stained glass. And it's just sitting in the middle of this, you know, there's the, these displays sitting in the middle of this hallway and nobody's walking through it. It's free. Go see it. Well, I an, did.
1: Well, there's another interesting one sort of right by us. You've been there. I've been there more than once. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it the Jell-O Museum? How did you guess? Oh,
0: gee, I don't know.
1: And it's really, I don't know how to describe this. It's very small. It's very small. Very small. But you just it's the Jell-O. It's actually not the museum. I think they call it the gallery now, the jell yeah, Gallery. Yeah, the Jell-O Gallery. And I'm working my way through getting all the different colored Jell-O T-shirts would you just get lemon? I've got, I actually like the, I got a lime one, but I actually like the lemon. I think that's yeah. going to be next. But it's in Leroy. It's a little small town. And there's this, you'll drive by it once at least, because I always do.
0: But it's actually <coughs> very, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's just jello It's, it's, oh God, how would I describe it? It's the a beautiful tribute to the history of a food that people in Utah really love. That's a great way to describe it. Well, no, the only in, thing
1: I have to tell them if they're listening, take the Bill Cosby picture down. Yeah,
0: because people in Utah, my friend Josh will attest to this, I think they eat more jello per capita than any other state. And one of the weird things about there,
1: I go in there, there's one section, you know, where they've got all these jell molds. All the so, old school so jell molds.
0: There's a cornucopia and a fish. My mommy had them. I was going to say, a lot of people's parents probably had those jello molds that are sitting there. And some of the, I don't know, would anybody dare try coffee jello? I'd try it. I wouldn't Sounds make disgusting. a whole pan of
1: it, but if it was somewhere, I'd try a little bit of it. I know we voted for some for some reason, they You can vote for your favorite flavor. We voted for raspberry, and I couldn't care less about raspberry. I
0: have no idea why. I couldn't even pick my
1: favorite flavor. They have that little sheet there. You can pick your flavor yeah, if you want. Yeah,
0: to. but it also came with the free pass to what, what they yeah. call it, the Leroy, the Leroy historical... It's in museum. the basement. It's in the it's like, basement. And the weird thing, they had like an old an old penny farthing bike down there. That's the thing about this area. A too. couple old handsome cabs. Take I a think. look
1: around because there's a lot of these really, really interesting museums. There's a railroad <clears> museum.
0: Yeah, I still haven't found
1: the data There's thing. actually an auto museum right downtown. We saw that on accident. We were driving down there. I didn't even know it was there. There's one there. There's all these kind of little. There's a firehouse museum. There's all these. Was it out in
0: Batavia? There's a salt museum. There's a
1: salt museum. Oh, that's the other way. Actually, I think it's the other way towards
0: by Syracuse. I think. I remember. There's a carousel
1: museum. There's all these little things you could take little trips to and see. And there's something different. Just a little
0: day trip. Um, You know, like I say in Vegas, what the hell else? I actually wrote shit down today. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing, though. But while you're doing that... Yeah, I dropped it. All right, we're good. I'm back. Ah, there he is. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Uh, Actually, the one thing we're going to see this year on our trip is the Hollywood Car Museum. So it's a museum to all many of the vehicles that have been in Hollywood pictures. I don't know. It Could be something interesting. You know, big one
1: always. If you ever, if it's, it's got to be there, is that Steve McQueen car from Bullet? Oh, you yeah, the. Mu-
0: was it the Mustang?
1: Yeah, it's probably from Rebel Without a Cause. I bet.
0: I'm thinking that. I'll bet you Herbie the Love Bug will be there. It'll be there. Maybe that. and the, the Bandit Trans Am. Oh,
1: yeah, the there. Trans
0: Am. But I don't know. I'll get some pictures. I'll, I, I will post pictures from the gallery of. But that was a
1: Mustang, I think, or something.
0: I know... Uh, mu- no, Mustang, Challenger.
1: It was a Challenger, yeah, because there's was Mustang. I, I have to admit, in. I've never actually seen Bullet. I've never, All I've To be honest, too, all I've ever heard is the greatest car chase ever, but I've never seen it. Yeah. But I know there was a movie in the 70s where I know Mustang was, like, big in it. Batista wasn't in it, though, I don't think. No. But oh, the Dodge man. Chargers in those days were really... Yeah. And I actually saw... I, was I, it what, Vanishing Point? That was it. And I went to a toy show one time. What did they have? The model of the vanishing point. Yeah. There was a white Dodge Charger. Sure. And
0: I'll, well, speaking of a Dodge, I'll bet you, um, I'll bet you they'll have a General Lee there. Oh yeah, that. Well, that's TV though more than. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's technically Hollywood. Yeah, and they'll probably have like a lot
1: of old movies. You know what they might have? Because this is at the Smithsonian, they have Columbo's car. I've never actually... It's a piece of junk. It's like his notable piece of junk that barely gets anywhere. <laughs> Was
0: I going to say, I've never actually watched an episode of Coloma. Or they might have the Batmobile. I'm thinking of Batmobile. Which is, I
1: think somebody just bought it for a million dollars. Something like that. But one of the things, also, too, destinations, they can not mean going to places. They can just mean just finding weirdness. And I remember around here, I used to go on these really long walks with the Husky Raven. And one time we started in Fairport, walked for three hours down through Menden and then back. So it was like six hours. My lips were all chapped. The dog was, I chugged Gatorade. But it was weird because it was like going through time or something. Went through this part of the canal that was like the old part of the canal. And literally went through a trailer park that just seemed like something that got planted there in the 50s. And seeing and seeing the canal, because like you were going back through history and there are all these signs. And this was the old parts. It was just different. It's like going on those sort of like nature trails and things like that. You could
0: find some really interesting things. And that's when you open, take the time to just look around. You never know what you're going to randomly bump into. Because how many times have you been going somewhere, looked around and saw something interesting that it turned out was really good? Well, from we've traveled a bit and we've seen some
1: bizarre things on the roads and the back roads of New York. The alpaca farm. There's alpaca farms. Now, oh, did you know if you want an alpaca, you don't have to go very far. No. I Just think go it, down Ridge Road, I think, way, way down, down toward towards Lewiston. And you'll see there's a, there's a little place that's got a giant bowling pin in front of it. But then there's alpaca farms. And I think in the town of Darien, they have a couple of them. Yeah, and the thing about Darien's odd too is, there's people who are really in love with Christmas because it's on lights on all the time. All the down time. There. This is not Darien Lake. This is actually yeah, a town the actual town Darien. of Darien. But there are alpaca and there's like there's something else. There's alpacas and there was something else. they like a llama or something. Or was it an ostrich farm?
0: Yeah, I think an it was ostrich an ostrich farm.
1: Because ostrich eggs used to be big in the time. But if you want an alpaca, I think the lowest they were like three hundred dollars. Yeah, they're like a couple hundred bucks for an alpaca. And we see, we've seen some very strange things. There was a barbecue in a cemetery.
0: Yeah, the church chicken barbecue in the cemetery. I think it, that was the same place that had the gun raffle. And there was another one there, too, where they had an ice cream place in a cemetery by
1: Albion. Yeah. Would, I drove by it going down there one time down the ridge, and there was, a, like, an ice cream place right in the middle of a cemetery. That's just creepy. I can't think of a good off... Like, no, I'm thinking of a joke, and I can't come up it's with It's ghostly chili. Yeah.
0: If it's, if it's so
1: hot out, you're dying for ice cream. Yeah, and not, it does not say if you're dying for ice cream, now, thankfully.
0: no, you're forcing it.
1: But one of the other ones that we saw that you I thought was the, just good, there was a sock hop and a gun raffle at a bowling alley, like you said.
0: Yeah, the sock hop. Wasn't that heading out towards Cicero? It was out, out by, by Cicero.
1: Is a sock yeah. hop and a gun raffle out there. Uh, and I just
0: would like to see one of these things because it's just... Yeah. This is like <clears throat> small town America or something. Well, that's what it is. And what was the other one, the psychic fair that was canceled because of rain? Yes, this is I'm not thing. even I can't even make it up. Oh, oh, remember the best when we were driving, I can't remember. We were driving past this restaurant and some of the sign had fallen off. So what we were able to see on the way there was home of the Coney Island meat onion. And we were fascinated. We were, it was going to Ithaca. Yeah, And, and I we was were like, fascinated. What, what is, is a like meat Coney onion? Island meat onion? And on the way back, it was the Coney Island hot dog with meat, sauce, and onions. And a lot of the sign had we were fascinated with the me. idea of the meat onion. So any gourmets out there that want to create the Coney Island meat onion and... And out by Jamestown, there's goat Goat, fudge, milk, goat fudge. milk
1: fudge. I mean, you could find all these weird things if you travel around. It's yeah. amazing. But one thing, there are landmarks, too. Yes. And one of the things I have to bring up being around here is Marges, which is bar that's been around for since nineteen sixty-four down by the lake. And it's a very interesting history. Now I'm taking I'm citing a source here, Whitey was a bartender there, and he actually was a mathematics professor. He said the name of the beach, and anybody who can confirm this tell me was Oklahoma Beach. And I've never heard that. Never. I mean I've, and I, it sounds like a DD thing to me. Yeah, I it wonder does. what the story is behind it. But also he said, you know what marges used to be? It was a speakeasy. It was a place for illegal booze back well, in the 20s. that makes sense. And this place is like, you go back, this is like your Florida tiki bar. It's just, I can't describe unless you go there. It's just different. And there's are sweet people. Fran's really nice. But it's just something that you wouldn't expect to. You have to get down there. Actually, in the winter, it's kind of got its own ambiance. It's weird. It's like I've seen my friend, my friends play there with those jacks and Eddie Angel, and they put up all the lights, little palm trees, in the middle of the winter. But in the summer, you have to get down there at least once. It's one of those things. I mean, you have some obviously places like well, that around by you. Uh,
0: right around, not far from where I live, there's a uh, good old Reed's ice cream. Oh, jeez, that's a good one. Come on. With Mr. Reed and his
1: he's like the Willy Wonka of Henry interesting
0: concoctions of Sundays, depending on the season and what you used to take your dad down there a lot for that yeah and
1: it's one of those things you go in there there's a sign that says if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, yeah, and he goes around and he makes things literally he will make these Sundays up, and he had the one that was the
0: the sandy beach.
1: beach and literally however he did it. It looks like a beach with fish and
0: sand. Yeah. And he's just amazed the stuff is now what I like about it too is it's local. It's local. That's I've it's the only one. And it's right up the street from a brewster's and especially in the summertime, that joint is packed. And he lets he has a
1: thing too, he lets hey he high school and yeah, college. Usually they only work what, fifteen hours a week Yeah, there.
0: But usually it's, you know, younger kids in the in the neighborhood in the community that are getting ready to go to college, give them a little part-time work. And you may hear about bad service places. This place, it's got down. Oh, God. I mean, I've literally, never, go to some even places, when it's really crowded, I've never waited longer to You can minutes.
1: order one thing someplace, you'll get the wrong thing. Here, they know just how to do it.
0: Yeah, you look, it's like some 17-year-old kid. You have a group of six people. You throw orders at them, they get it right. And another one I have to go when I talking to Marge is there's a lot of
1: like music venues around here that have gone, they've been here. But one of the ones I have to bring up is Red Creek and this is a little before our time, but I've heard the stories. It was if you ever see the McGregor's in Scottsville, that's where it was. The one on Coldwater? The one, no, not on Coldwater. That's gone. It's right down Henrietta. It's right down, if you go down Jefferson. Oh, that one yeah, by that RIT. One. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That used to be Red Creek, which was this, it was a restaurant and a bar. And the play things they have there for music, number one, if you ever went into the dressing room there, the grease from the kitchen used to fall down there. But Harry Dean Stanton played there years ago and I was he played there, but everybody played there. One of the stories is you two played there when they first started out. They were gonna do a sound check. The owner said, No, you can't do it because you're gonna disrupt the dinner crowd, so they left.
0: Oh, Bono didn't want to do it for the starving children
1: that day, did he? No, he wanted them fed. But the funniest story, and I think Count Mike has told this one too, Jaco stories. who's one of the best bass players ever, Tony Levin, who I consider the best bass player ever, he'll say, don't compare me to him because this guy is so good. He played in weather reports. By Rogero, not weather report. He's a jazz bassist done his own. But he has some issues, let's put it that way, some really bad issues. So he was going to play Red Creek one time. So they go looking for him. He's gone. Can't find him. He's gone. They go looking for him. They go looking for him. They find him, passed out on the railroad tracks, covered in paint. How he got there, how he got painted, we do not know. That's different. But it's one of those places, those clubs, like the Pithod Club here, it's an old jazz club. Muddy Waters played here. It's one of those places, and in terms of destinations, there's some place, there are places around the country, it's amazing. There's like a small place in Jersey that... Back in the day, bands like the Good Rats and Twisted Sister, you could make a lot of money on Long Island, Jersey, just being a local band, six figures back in the 70s. This small club will get these huge names still
0: playing there. I can't remember it for the life of me. Hmm. I never, I don't, fuck Jersey.
1: No, Jersey
0: fucks you. Yeah, I don't care. Come at me, bro.
1: But don't you have any of those places like in Pittsburgh? We're talking Pittsburgh, not Henrietta now. Not that
0: like clubs that used to be, or,
1: or anything like those kinds
0: of Well, there of was, I remember one that closed down. It was a place that especially my dad really liked. It was called Chiodo's, it was a bar, and it was home of the mystery sandwich. For the life of me, I cannot remember what was in the mystery sandwich. We had yeah, the irony, I, <laughs> but it was good. I remember that. And they just up and closed, so the mystery sandwich and Chiodo's went away. But interestingly, you were bringing up, uh, talking about Marge as being a speakeasy. Have you ever seen any places that still have the old signs that say legal beverages? There was one. I can't remember where it was. We saw it. Yeah. I've seen a couple of them. Because they were during Prohibition time and it was a bar-looking type, they would physically advertise on the sign legal beverages so the cops wouldn't raid them. But speaking of that, and I bring this up for a purpose... The first one I ever saw was in the tiny little town of Dubois, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. In, Pe- in Dubois, Pennsylvania, there is a community called Treasure Lake. Treasure Lake is a place that my family and I, the men in my family and I have been going to once a year since I believe 1985. We used to go there in the winter, then we realized we were getting older and it was colder, and we didn't want to deal with that. You want to talk about a place lost in time. You've seen Hot Tub Time Machine, correct? Kodiak Valley? Yeah. Treasure Lake is literally Kodiak Valley. And Cousin Opie and I, we discovered this as we stood outside the quote-unquote townhouse that still had the microwave from the 70s and actually had a metal rack in it, but that's a different story. No, this was true and we looked because Treasure Lake in the 1980s was a hopping ski resort. I'm talking bustling ski lodge, you know the the ski bunnies everywhere, but now it's just the ski lodge is is abandoned. The stage where Brett Michaels once played, that's actually true and it's is collapsing in on itself and they took down the ski the ski lifts and all the the towers and it's literally Kodiak Valley. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Hot Tub Time Machine. You'll figure it out.
1: Questions? I have a question about this. How
0: did you find that place? I think, and I'm going to have to double check this, because the first time we went, I was only three years old. I think somebody had a, like a, a timeshare there. I know I know one of my cousins lived, I think they still live there, but they I live actually, in Treasure Lake. I must have gone by the Because it's it townhouses little. you can rent. And there's also
1: residential in there. I actually went to a wedding in Du Bois many years ago, and the one thing you have to bring up is, number one, they had a mall that was really big, but that's really not a destination. Still anymore. there, the but Du Bois Mall. The one thing, and is it still there? They had a paper mill. Oh, Jesus and Christ. Christ. In say, Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania. Literally, I don't know if it's still the same. You went down to
0: a main street. You, like, literally went down on the street. No, they they put in, like, um. Like an elevated overpass now, but I remember you had to drive down right next to it. You can still smell the damn thing for five miles. But it's horrible, and the only thing worse than that was one time
1: my friend Dave Equesta and I, he grew up in Geneva, and we went down there, and he was like the weird poet laureate of Geneva. Seriously, if you go down there, this is uh, New York, not Switzerland. If you go down there, you will find his chapbooks in the little five-and-dime stores. Really? It's David J. Equesta. I did not know that. And you will find them there. He has them. And you go there. He lived in a hotel there for a while, and literally, it was it was built on a sulfur mine. So I don't know how I would compare that to the once you get these smells in your head there are three of them There, are those two and one time there was a plant at the botanical Cook gardens in dc that opened that smelled like rotting flesh you get these smells in your head they'd evacuated people with gas masks going there you get these in your head you will have a sense memory that you will not forget
0: and that's there and, the, and there are some that are just indescribable like how do you describe the smell of a skunk to somebody that's never smelled one thank my dog for it's me. like hot it's like a A hot, hard-boiled egg, ate garlic, and took a shit in a sulfur pit.
1: And I have my own version of Cranberry Lake. That's actually, I was going to say Cranberry Lake, which is my own version of your great hideaway there. You
0: need to get there one time. Seriously, it's hilarious. But Cranberry Lake was that for my friends from
1: college, they had a cabin up there. Their parents had a cabin up there. We would go up there. This was, again, the land that time forgot. It was out in the Adirondacks. And you get out there, there's like literally, there's even no radio station. I mean, you turn on your radio, you can't get reception. And it's one of these little things, and there's a weird little ice cream place, and literally, it's one of those things where you could see the stars like you've never seen them because it's so clear and no lights oh, or love, anything. I love that. And the thing was, this is where we encountered bears, which was really fun, bears and rattlesnakes. And bears would come out, people, this shows you, I know humans have been known to be stupid, but <laughs> there's an ice cream Sorry. place, and they would try to feed the bears, and bears would get on cars. A la Uncle Buck. This would really what happen a And literally, I'm, we're outside. I go, and there's a bear standing there, and I backed up very slowly. And then, literally, we're in the cabin. My friend's got an axe, and this is going to do you really good. Oh, yeah. And they're all outside, and it's just, they're not like Yogi. But the thing was, we were hiking there one year in the fall, and this is one of those, this should be saved for Halloween, actually, but this is talk about destinations. You go hiking there, and we go over these rocks and they were hibernating rattlesnakes right now. Oh, them.
0: fantastic. So
1: there are rattlesnakes in the Adirondacks. That's why we can complain about Rochester, but, okay, in terms of weather, we don't get, like, extreme. You might not believe that, but we don't get freaking hurricanes or tsunamis. No, that's – it's very – I've seen
0: tornadoes in upstate yeah. by Naples, but the mini many ones. Yeah, I've seen tornadoes. We get the occasional earth tremor, the but, occasional uh... – uh, side effect of a
1: hurricane like, or I that super stormy but I back. do think they're still around when I talk about margins and places like that for destinations there are those old haunts which I call them haunts they're these old establishments that have been around for like 50 odd years and you go in there and it's strange the crowd will be 50 odd years probably been there you see somebody like in his 80s probably been there since he's been in his 20s yeah and they, like there's one called Burks. it's in webster it's this very little place and it's basically a real which you would it would never call itself a dive bar no because they don't have to and the other one too for destinations i was thinking of there are places that are renowned like you said for the food
0: Mm -hmm. And again, Mm -hmm. if you
1: go to Henrietta, there's a deli there on North Avenue for their Steak Bomber, which they make for real horse But a lot of places you'll find something like nothing else there. It's not a theme or anything, but it's just something they do. Yeah, it's not a theme. It's just something good. A fried bologna sub.
0: Oh, I love fried bologna.
1: Now, that would be worth taking a hike, to and doing a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I love me some fried bologna. And another thing like that for destinations are actually historical cemeteries.
0: Yeah, I like historical cemeteries. Um, actually, with the last time I was in New Orleans, I passed on a t- on a chance to go to a cemetery tour because I wanted to go see the World War II museum. Do I regret my decision? No, because we actually we saw Jamie Lee Curtis there. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was weird. I should have brought a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah, it was just weird. But regardless, uh, I made the right choice. I saw the World War II museum and. New Orleans, which if you're down there, I think is definitely worth it. It brought tears to my eyes in a few places. That's a good
1: one. The funny—I'll give you a funny story from Russia again. We were at their war museum, so we're in there, and there's this woman there. And she's looking at me. It's like, what the heck are you looking at? She says, "Going powers, powers." And I'm going, "Yeah, yeah. What? Superpowers? U.S. and U.S.S.R.? Well, no, it was powers. It was the U—the spy plane that crashed. It was the remnants of it." Oh, okay. I think it was the U-31 or something. It was uh, powers, major powers, and it was driving. It collapsed. They caught him spying on Russia. Mm-hmm. But it's, ah, powers, powers, we got you, got you. And it's interesting going to another country and seeing their war I, museums. I was just
0: going to say, can you imagine going to, like, Japan and going to a war museum there? Or uh, Vietnam. I think they have a, what they call the American War Monument. And
1: bear in mind, Canada at the time of World War had the fourth largest army in the world. They didn't. They don't get the. They car. did, and you hear like sometimes, about they go back like on Wolverine. Oh, we use Canadian military. This was a big thing in the day, and I mm-hmm. at their i spent their Canadian their war museum in Ottawa.
0: Yeah, is it any good? I've it's very seen. good.
1: Ottawa's a lot. It's weird. I've it's never like been to Ottawa. if you want odd destinations, Ottawa's a weird one because you can go all the way. You just drive down all these weird things you go by pulaski which is our salmon capital it's like when we go down by watertown
0: no you go that way then you take a turn you see signs from
1: montreal and they make fun of toronto like crazy There, you don't want to go to toronto we're a lot better here but when you get there literally the downtown you'll swear you ended up back in rochester because but the side the water they have like a water side which we never developed here as much that's where all their museums are because this is the capital. Yeah. And people don't... Like, if you ask what the capital of Canada is, people go, Toronto
0: or this. No, it's no, actually they, Ottawa. Yeah, they would say, like idiots, they would say Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. But it's... No, but it's Ottawa. And they have all the historical like, stuff. To Toronto's make. not the capital of anything, people. Except for, like, maple leaves, I
1: guess. Eh, depends. But it's really a... It's a very, very beautiful city once you get out there. And it's very nice... The drive's not bad. It's about six and a half hours, but it's pleasant. It's one of those back road drives where, again, you can see all this weird stuff. You got one one back road drive. You got giant pickles. Ooh. You did, remember? Did I? You did. Yes, we stopped off going down to Watertown.
0: We stopped at that weird, like, Was that the place that had the pickles in the bag? Yeah. Yeah, the pickle in a bag. That's
1: what I mean. You can find all this stuff out there.
0: Actually, coming back from Ithaca, I remember we stopped at the gas station and I was hungry, so they had the gas station cheeseburger. So I asked the, the woman working there, I said, how are they? She gave me literally the best review, best and most honest and accurate review of a food item I've ever heard. She said, and I'm quoting her, it's not bad for a gas station burger.
1: And that's part of it. And she was absolutely right. Speaking of food, when I was in Warsaw and you go through there. Now you're making me, oh, God damn it. But you go through there. And the thing is, now, I I have to put this in a way, like, you could study history, but to really see where it happened. And you see all the things, like, when the Nazis occupied and the old town there and everything. They got the monuments to the resistance. But one of the things for food... Dr. Biskupski, who may be on a Talking Smart episode. Sometime. I'd love to talk to him. He's for a brilliant as much as you've man. He, was 25, he could read 25 languages, speak 13. He's actually where the office Fred's got his office now. So it's been handed down to Fred and the goose, <laughs> who in their combined intelligence probably still don't make Doc, but that's like. Well. But one of the things he's, we, we look for, there's a place in the street corner in Warsaw, and he knows this really well, obviously. He, had, he actually had Lech Wilensla's phone number in his Rolodex. So he takes us on these back streets. There's a restaurant, number one. There's this street food. There's this meat thing. And remember, the three components of Polish diets, as they see there, caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. So we had this little meat thing for 30 cents that was incredible. And I've never – it's one of those things where I've never seen it anywhere, not in any import store. But then they would have a restaurant we went to. They would make homemade ice cream. And they would literally – it would take 45 uh, minutes like- – And sometimes we have that in America, you know? Sometimes, but... Where it's like, no, you mean, I want my food, I want my food. But here, you wait, it's worth it. Domingo. Yeah. That's a place that leaps to mind. And they made mushrooms there. And the things where you had to have patience, but it was, well, it's one of those
0: places you're never going to find. And you try to find these things, you're never going to find them. Well, and that's, with the exception of when I go to Vegas, which actually reminded me real quick... Speaking of honesty, yeah, we have in,
1: to travel along. Yeah, <laughs>
0: speaking in honest, speaking of honesty in advertising, at the end of the Las Vegas Strip, actually, it's up by the Stratosphere. They have the world's largest gift shop. I'm talking. This thing is enormous. It makes uh, good old Vidler's look like a phone booth. Yes. If you've been to Vidler's out Rora, Mr. Rora. check
1: that one out too for but
0: They had it's not there anymore, and I wish I think I have a picture of it somewhere. If I do, I'll put it up on the site. Their slogan was, "If it's in stock, we have it." Wow! Can you argue with the with the correctness of that st- of that statement? If it's in stock, the only we thing
1: close to that is Harrods, where they say they brag that if they don't have it, no matter what it is, be it an elephant, a car, they can get it for you in 24 hours. But if it's in stock, which is but that's a really good thing because how many stores do you go to where they say in stock, you go down there and it's not there?
0: Yeah, and it's not there, and it. You know, they're not saying we know it's in stock. Like, if it's in stock, we have it. That's good. I mean, You cannot argue, and that's where I got my cactus candy. That's awesome. Actually, the cactus candy was quite good. I just saw for weird stuff like
1: that from Canada, they have bacon candy that's shaped like sugar, shaped like bacon. But they have that vidlers.
0: Yeah, they have that. Or moose poop. Like, traveling along. (laughs) Traveling along. Well, so I guess I want to wrap it up real quick before we hit our sponsor note by saying... Yeah, maybe the world is, or maybe life is about the, des- about the journey because sometimes the journey turns into a destination that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Because we've seen some odd shit, and there's a lot of odd shit out there that I've driven by but still want to go to. And I'll add
1: briefly one of my regrets after college, and yes, there's a thing called money.
0: Uh-huh. A bunch of my buddies and I, we wanted to get an RV
1: and just for a year travel the country. And imagine if you could do that. Now I wouldn't have the energy. That's
0: why I need a TARDIS. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to, but that's a lot of driving. Plus, I hate flying. We'll get into that some other that's time. That's a different story, but for now, this previous episode of Weird Destinations, brought to you by, still, once again, Upsetnick & Associates Law Offices, lawyers for you, the people from Alaska, odd destination, to the Supreme Court, odd destination. If your
1: destination is the court, go to them.
0: Yeah. And all points in between with many odd destinations. Find them on Facebook or online, com. I got nothing else. I got one more thing. My good friend Greg Townsend,
1: he's a great friend of mine, figured we need a song here for this one that goes with it. So we're going to go off his solo album, I'm On Your Side. It's called Great Big World, and it's about, well, the great big world.
0: Oh, that actually makes sense. Happy travels. Indeed. We'll see you later.
2: big world